talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season three, episode 19, Stolen Kisses. Yay! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Just yay. (laughs) So happy. We're finally here. It's happening, guys. It's happening. It is happening. Are you ready? Because I'm so ready. <laughs> Wait, what, what's happening? I don't know what's happening. What am I missing? <laughs> An actual storyline for this season? Is that what's happening? <laughs> finally, stuff's about to get good. It's only like four episodes left of the season. And then finally, like things are happening. So Finally, it's happening. It's a lot of buildup, okay? A lot of oh. slow burn buildup. It was. And you know what? Get there. When I watched it last night, I was like, it really is realistic to watch these two people realize how much they're really, really into one another and the turmoil that they're both going through, especially Joey, with like yes. how she's trying to figure out how to tell him or tell Dawson, admitting to it. Because when she says it out loud, it's like, it's true. Real. Yeah, yeah, it's real. And that one scene, Jamie, where she said something to him about, um, Pacey said, I, how am I supposed to compete with your history? And she said, it's not about competing. We like make our own hit. And then she stops herself. And I was, I literally went like, oh my God. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> like she sang it to him. Like yeah. she, like she's actually admitting it to him. I, I gasped. Like she, I really she did. started to. Yeah. He's like, well, wait, now that you said that, like. <laughs> I really, really liked that part. I was like, I don't remember any, I don't remember any of this. I remember the karaoke stuff and I remember this new character, Will, but, um, and I remember Aunt Gwen, but, um, I don't, I don't remember this show (laughs) at all. I love (laughs) this episode so much because we're finally getting, like he, we already are well aware at this point of Pacey's feelings and Joey, we know, but she hasn't. You know, really admitted it, not even to herself, but really out loud until like since last episode in this episode. So now that it's out there and she's basically admitting it to him, we're finally going to get to the good stuff. Well, we'll get to the good stuff, but it's also it's a a lot of like sneaking around and like, how are we going to tell Dawson? And like, it just sucks when, you know, does especially because of. And I agree with what you were saying, how, you know what I mean? It was more realistic, their their fall, because it was, you got to see it grow on both ends. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Pacey was more obvious about it, but you got to really kind of watch it happen. Um, but also, the turmoil that they, they both have an issue with, especially Joey. I completely agree with that. Because you can see it, they both don't know how to confront Dawson about it because they're his friend and then you know Joey and him have this past um I've never been in a situation the way that Joey's in this type of situation you know what I mean where the friends were that close not like that so I don't know how I would handle it well I feel like you have to eventually just say like you have to tell the person obviously but I don't know how I would be if I was in like Dawson's shoes I mean it all just really kind of depends because Dawson's so wishy-washy you know what I mean and he was I just I don't know 
I would hope that my friends would see how important this new relationship is between the both of us and that it is very right. real and like be there for me as a friend should. It's not like they were dating. It's mm-hmm. not like she dumped Dawson to go to Pacey. It's been a significant amount of time since those two were together to begin with. He's seen other people. You yeah, know? Dawson, Dawson broke up with her when he it, came back from Philly. Exactly. And it's almost like he feels like he has this ownership on her. Like he like he owns her. And she's like, mm-hmm. she feels guilty if she even wants to like see somebody else. But I understand it is their like best friend. Like it's their they're like third wheel you know what i mean yeah. and now that she's falling for him which is like a totally normal concept like right. so afraid of hurting dawson's feelings when dawson really hasn't even been around this whole season she even says it to him in this episode so i don't know i just feel yeah. like you have to be honest for one you have to just be straightforward and just tell the person how you feel because if you don't you're gonna get an ulcer and you're gonna be have anxiety over it And then you're not going to be friends anymore. And you know what? Your friend might not want to be around you or want to talk to you, but they'll come back around. You have to do what's best for you. Welcome to Steven's TED Talk. Seriously. (laughs) If I was like falling in love with somebody and like we felt the same mutual feelings, like how do you know what's going to happen if you don't see if it works? If you don't like test it out? I forgot what I was going to say because you kept talking. Oh, sorry. (laughs) it's okay you were making some very valid points um oh so like with dawson it's like he's always trying to have his cake and eat it too even in the beginning in the first season when pacey thought that he liked joey even back then and he said something to dawson dawson was like no yes no like he he can't figure his own shit out you know what i mean so and i don't know why later it becomes a surprise pacey's already expressed interest in her before it's only a matter of time before it happens again, you know? Um, but it, it's same thing with when you mentioned, you know, he almost has like this, this not ownership of her, but almost an ownership of her. Like, like she's his, right. even though she's not, it's, it's very have his cake and eat it too type thing. I don't know. I just don't know how I feel. Like, is it really a betrayal between the two friends? Is it though? No. I don't know. I know. Cause it's a genuine relationship. Yeah, they're not just exactly. like they're not just hooking up to hook up. They're hooking exactly. up because they have these deep feelings for one another. And they're not they're not trying to intentionally hurt their friends. No, agreed. You know, they're it's a genuine relationship. And that's I can see I'm like like the face the face acting Katie Holmes does, it's like it hurts watching yeah. her because you can tell she's in like she's like, I don't know what to do. Like she's torn, yeah, because she doesn't know how it's exactly. She doesn't know what to do because she cares for her friendship with with Dawson, but at the same time, she can't deny her feelings for Pacey. Right, and Aunt Gwen even tells her that. Yeah, she's like, "It's not my business," but you know, figure it out. Yeah, and tell him. Yeah, so. she's like, "Don't be reckless with other people's feelings," and you shouldn't. I agree. Um, but we'll get into all of that. So. <laughs> Jamie, yes. why don't we talk about what we did this weekend? Okay. What, did, what did you do? Did you do anything fun? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Uh, well, those of you following along with us on social media, we finally saw each other face to face for the first time God. in over two years. I know. Really hit the States. Um, it was so much fun. I had so much fun. Oh, Jamie, I like, I almost like cried when we we're like, <laughs> I was like, 
Well, I'm not going to get into like my inner turmoil and anxiety about the situation. But um, when I saw you in person for the first time, I was like, oh my God, she's actually here. <laughs> like, it's so fucking impossible that you would be like, you would actually be here. But um, yeah, we um, we had like the whole day together and our other friend Stephanie was with us mm-hmm. and we went to the, uh, where did we, what did we do? We went out to Oh, we went to Godoba. We were like literally talking about Godoba. And then we went to Godoba and I ate like a ton of these nachos, which were really good. And then we went to uh, Second and Charles, which mm-hmm. I didn't find anything, but you found a bunch of stuff. Found a bunch of stuff. Yes. And then we went to the um, Christiana okay. Mall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that. And it wasn't, it wasn't crowded at all for a Saturday. It was nice. It was mm-hmm. such a nice day, too. It was so nice. Beautiful day. Yeah. But we were just spending like a Saturday like we were teenagers. Going to the mall, going shopping, hanging out. See, what I really wanted to do, you guys, Saturday was I really wanted to go bowling. I have not gone bowling in forever and watching that whole episode with the, the roller rink made me think about <laughs> birthday parties as a kid and while, you know, the roller rink is fun and all, I wanted to do something that, you know, didn't require balance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess bowling requires balance, too, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> um, I was down for whatever. I was like, whatever you want to do, I don't care. We were all three of us were down to go bowling, but then we ate. And then after we ate, we got lazy. <laughs> well, well, meanwhile, because because uh, I wasn't driving. But meanwhile, I was just like, oh, I thought we were going bowling in my head. I'm like, oh, we're not going bowling. Oh, we're going to the mall. Uh, and I just was like, whatever. I don't even care. I, w- I'd like, I really I wanted care. to go to the bookstore. <laughs> And then we, when we got to the bookstore, I was so shocked. I was like, wait, we're going to the bookstore? <laughs> and I sent a picture to Justin. And he was like, you're there without me? I was like, I know, it's so weird. <laughs> but I didn't yeah, have enough... I didn't have enough time there as I as I usually do. I was making it very quick because you guys are very fast in there and that's not how I work in the store. <laughs> we usually were like, we got to get to the mall. And I was like, all right, let's go. I needed to get to the store before they closed, Yeah. But um, we also went to see your mom and I met your mom for the first time. And um, I've only known your mom through email correspondence at work. And um, I thought it was, uh, I thought your mom was so sweet and so funny. And she was like my kind of person that I would like hang out with. Like we were there really late. And I was like, I would stay here and talk to you all night, but it's like already midnight. <laughs> I was like, I have to get home. I know. I was sitting between you guys and you're going back and forth. I'm like, my gosh, this is what it is with me and Steven. I wonder if this is how other people feel. (laughs) (laughs) But you were so sweet. My mom loves you. Um, He was, you guys, he was saying the nicest things about me, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was being honest, though. (laughs) Well, I think that's why my mom loves you. <laughs> Besides yeah. the fact that you're also easy to talk to. Uh, yeah. well, you so said is your mom. So are you. So nice things. Well, and I met your mom's animals. And your wait, it was Stitch, right? Your her, your mom's dog Stitch that would not leave me alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He. It's a girl or a boy? He's a boy. Okay. So he looked at me. He kept licking me and he kept jumping up on me and he's were like, just ignore him because he won't stop. And he would not stop. As soon as I looked at his, in his eyes, mm-hmm. he would get down and he would just start looking at me. And I really did think all of the dogs were really cute, but 
Stitch really was super cute. But I was just like, oh my god, I've got dog licking all over me. Yeah, he doesn't stop. You have to like really put your foot down and be like, all right, it's enough, knock it off, and not touch him. Because as soon as you touch him, he's just gonna start all over again. He's like, oh my god, hi, yes, and I'm gonna lift you and you're the best. And yeah, he's super affectionate. Um I told Justin, I was like, you would have loved Jamie's mom's dog. <laughs> he would have been like licking her face if you were here. Oh, and he would have yeah. let him. They all would have been like <laughs> surrounding him on the floor. Like, Whoa, oh, if Justin was there, Jamie, he would have been laying on the floor in front of the table, the coffee table. And the dogs would have just been all like laying around with him. That's that's how I always picture it. If we had dogs, because that's how the cats are right now. Like he doesn't care. Like when we would go over my brothers when they had um their their first dog Mason, he would just lay there, and Mason would lay there and just lick him, and he would just let him. Justin's a very uh, like he's he's an animal person, so I'm an animal person too. But the one thing that really drives <laughs> grinds my gears is the consistent, constant, incessant, whatever <laughs> the licking, the nonstop. <laughs> I can't. I'm like ready to take the tongue uh, there's been a couple of times that he started with me stitch and i've just grabbed his tongue right from his mouth <gasps> oh my god and did he stop <laughs> well he's it's just like he doesn't do anything yeah. he's just like you got my tongue and he tries to pull away a little bit he's not gonna do anything and then i let it go and then you know he licks his mouth and then he starts looking at me again i'm like i'm just gonna take your tongue it's mine <laughs> it's pretty Aww. funny but i always try to grab his tongue he doesn't care he's like whatever as long as you're giving me attention it's not like i hurt him i no. just you know grab the tongue <laughs> Yeah, he's cute, though. Yeah. But no, we had a really nice day. And I was so excited to see you. And it just made me just appreciate you even more, Jamie, because I've said this to your face. I'm not just saying this because we're on a, po- a podcast either. But like, I appreciate you so much. You are such a good friend to me. And I seriously, like, couldn't believe how you went out of your way to spend time with me. And I was like, I, I owe this girl big time for, for what she did. But like, and I'm not getting into it. And I know you don't care, but like, you know, it was a big deal to me because of what we had talked about. But I was just very happy. And I was just so excited to see you. And I wish we took more pictures. I know, me too. We really didn't. We we meant to, guys. We meant to take pictures. We even thought about doing a live while I was yeah. driving. It just didn't happen. We were too busy talking. I know, we got so distracted just talking. <laughs> like like we don't ever talk i <laughs> know oh, we literally talk every day <laughs> but no we have to like do it more often and figure it out and uh no i think it would be fun if if we went out on like a dinner date on like a sunday night or something yes or like would... sunday mid afternoon or something like that let's do it yeah i think it would be so fun mm-hmm. so we'll figure it out but I was down for what your mom even said, like, come hang out in my backyard. And I was like, uh, I'm down because I had a lot of fun talking to her. And I know Justin would like her. Yeah, she's crazy, but I love her. <laughs> I wanted so bad to go look at the size of her yard because it's all we talked it's, about. And I was like, <laughs> it's not, it's not a, <laughs> I pictured this like huge backyard. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I seriously wanted to look at it for like a second, but I, I never got a chance to. <laughs> we We used to have like a a really big backyard when I was in high school. Uh-huh. This is like, it's a really tiny little yard. I mean, uh-huh. it's not tiny, but... Like an average size yard? I guess. <laughs> I don't know what average is. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like when I was growing up, we had an average size yard. It was like, it wasn't super long. It was just a, a box. But we had enough room for like a shed and we had 
we would have like a table and chairs out there so we could barbecue. Yeah, we have that. All that stuff. Probably, it was probably like the same size yard that I had as a kid. A normal size yard. Yeah, it's not big. It's <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really not. But other than us seeing each other after nearly three years, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else I did. Um, like what else I've been up to? I can't really think. I'm trying to think if I saw any. Oh, you know what I watched the other night? The new House of the Dragon show. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch it? I did. Yes. Oh, give me your like quick thoughts on that. Um. Did you like it? I do. I'm just not sure where it's gonna go yet. I think I'll have like a better idea of how I feel about it when I watch the next episode. Yeah. I really don't have like a lot of comments to say on it. Like right now, I'm trying to think of what what actually happened. All I can picture is the girl's face. I know. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. <laughs> That's all I can picture right now. It sucks about her mom. I don't like the uncle at all. No. Don't you think it's, he's kind of like incestuous with her? He's a little bit of a creep. Yeah, and I think I'm, they're going to like get together. Put, and I really wouldn't put it past him if he was the reason why the babies kept dying. Oh, I wonder, I wonder why. I don't know, because she... The mom has even said when she was having conversation, I can't remember anybody's names right now. I don't know their names. Right. So the woman who was pregnant, you know, her mom or whatever, Mm -hmm. even said, like, this is the last time I'm having a kid. She's like, I can't do this anymore. She's like, I I had a stillborn. She had uh, another one that died. Was it like it was only like a couple of weeks old. Mm hmm. Um, So she's like, I'm not this is the last child that I'm having for you. I'm sorry. And then. You have the whole issue with the king's brother, and he just, i he's just such a creep. I i don't know. I don't like him. There's something about him that it just really bugs me. Well, he's not. I think he's the bad guy of the show. He might be, probably. I just, he's very extreme, and I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel, because I don't know if it's just all, like, the way that they're get, let, letting us perceive him, but maybe he's really not the bad guy. It's still too early for me to make that kind of a yeah. judgment. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know how to. No, I agree. It was it was the first episode. So and they gave us a lot of stuff in one episode. But when Justin put it on, I really didn't want to watch it yet. I was like, I kind of want to wait for it to all build up and then I can watch it in one sitting. But I sat and watched it and I know I'll watch it again. But it really is a Game of Thrones show. And it was exactly like the original. There's just all these new characters. And there were so many things that were happening where I was going, oh, no, that's that. And that's that. And that's that. Like, I was like, oh, because uh, the Targaryens had the uh, the throne first. And the I said, Targaryens, whatever. I was like saying all this stuff. And Justin didn't remember. And he goes, well, maybe we'll we should rewatch that. And I said, I'm not rewatching that. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I just watched it. I said, I'm going to just watch the show. And like, if I have any questions, I'm going to just Google it because I don't want to sit and watch like the whole Game of Thrones series again. Um, But I know I'll like it. I think it'll it's going to get a lot better as it continues. So but um, I'm excited that this world is back, you know, because I was so sad when I stopped watching the the series because I sat and binged it during the pandemic. And um I never even thought I'd watch it or like it. And I really, really liked it. I'm excited for it. Well, I'm glad that we had a really nice weekend together. I was so happy to see you. And I'm glad that we got to just, you know, have that time together in person. 
because it's like we even said to each other like it's not like we don't talk to each other it's just we haven't seen each other in person so it was such a nice feeling and a nice day to just spend time with your friend Um, but do you want to get into this episode jamie uh yeah (laughs) all right let's get into this episode (laughs) all right so this week we are recapping season three episode 19 stolen kisses aka the aunt gwen episode who is by the way gal's sister right side i don't remember what side it was at one point she says something to pacey where she says i met you a long time ago at my sister's fourth of july picnic oh yeah then it had to have been gal right yeah it had to have been i don't know how else it would have been all right, so this episode aired April 26, 2000, directed by Greg Prang and written by Tom Capinos. So we open with Dawson and Joey walking down this dock together. They're talking and they're excited because they're going to Dawson's Aunt Gwen's. And I'm going to keep saying aunt because that's how they pronounce her name through the aunt whole fucking episode. Aunt Gwen. Auntie Aunt. So yeah, they're going to her house for spring break. Dawson's like kind of acting like he doesn't want to go, but Joey's like, it's we have to go. It's a ritual. He's like, he'd rather do something more age appropriate, like wear tiny bathing suits and go to like a beach or something. I don't know. So she's like, but it's a ritual. It's our ritual. She says that she's glad she's going because she loves Aunt Gwen. And Dawson says, well, she loves you too. And they're like, I can't believe she's selling her house. And Dawson says, it's like the end of an era. Era. An era. Era? Era. And Joey says, do you think we can rope Jack and Andy into one of our late night karaoke sessions? And Dawson's like, I thought we agreed to go on living the rest of our lives as if they never happened. And she says, Dawson Leary, ashamed of your own roots. So they're walking towards a car, which I'm assuming is Dawson's. But we see Pacey show up and Pacey's got a new friend named Will Krutsky, who they haven't seen since third grade, um, who, by the way, is going to be in a spinoff show called Young Americans, <laughs> if anybody remembers that show. And uh, Will Krutsky is played by Rodney Scott. What? Rodney. What a name. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Rodney. Have you ever known a person in real life named Rodney? I don't know. I feel like I worked with one. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like they were like a cart boy or something. (laughs) Cart boy? I don't think I've ever known a Rodney. Yeah. Rodney. Rodney. I don't know. I feel like I did. But that, yeah. But his name in the show is Will Krupski. So Dawson's like, I haven't seen you since the third grade when you were kicking Pacey's butt all around the um, playground. And he's like, well, I had to. He was calling me Will Cruddy when I was a kid. (laughs) I was like, that's kind of (laughs) mean. So Joey's like, why are you back in Cape Side? And he says that he thought he'd surprise an old friend. So like we kind of get like some story later as to why he's in Cape Side or back in Cape Side. But he just like appeared out of nowhere. They were like, we filmed this show with this character. I know a great way to, to, to make this other show a success. Let's spin him off from Dawson's Creek. And the show only lasted eight episodes. <laughs> Uh, it was a summer series on the wb which sometimes those shows do really well but uh it only lasted one season so pacey is inviting himself and will to aunt gwen's and we see that joey and pacey make like an awkward facial expression to each to each other like they look at each other like she's like oh thought you weren't coming yeah 
So Andy shows up. Jack's not in this episode. He's staying behind to hang out with his dad, apparently. Will helps Andy. They need to bond, I feel. so. Yeah, but like, they were like, wait, we need to uh, replace Jack with somebody else. Kersmith, you have the uh, week off. So we have this new character that's coming in. We got to cut one loose for the week. (laughs) Exactly. At first, I thought Jen wasn't in this episode, too. And then I was like, oh, okay. She's got got this whole other storyline going on. Yeah, she's got, yeah. So yeah, when Will goes to help Andy with her luggage, she's like, she appreciates it. But then she makes this face at him as he's putting the luggage in the car. <laughs> like she kind of checked them out, but she was also yeah. like, Yeah, oh yeah. As soon as he turned his back, totally watched that. She was like, She did. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> okay, okay, hi. <laughs> yeah, I liked I really liked Andy in this episode. And I like that they're growing her hair out finally. Jesus. Yes. Like it was about time. So Joey goes up to Pacey. They're having a conversation and she's like, Pacey, I thought you were sitting this one out. And he says, well, Will showed up and I thought I'd show him a good time. And she's like, and? And then he like walks away. (laughs) He goes and helps pack the cars up. Because he's like, I can't have this conversation right now. (laughs) Like, I'm here. You're going to deal with it. And he gets into it later about like why he wanted to go on the trip as well. So yeah, Joey is kind of like, oh shit. How am I going to deal with this? This shit's going to hit the fan. <laughs> mm. So now we cut to Leary's Fresh Fish. And we see Jen. And we see Henry, who's now a busboy working at the restaurant, which is very convenient. He walks over to her and he like kind of makes her smile. And she says, you've got to stop trying to impress me, Henry. And he was like, well, it was Coach's idea, a.k.a. Mitch Leary. Mm. Um, he says... Since I was going to be around you so much, he said, I might as well help out. So they hired him as a busboy. <laughs> I was like, so what? He was just going to be hanging out at the restaurant while she was working this whole time? I don't know how I feel about the whole situation with Henry. I think this episode might have been the beginning of when I stopped liking him. I just found him really annoying. He was so honest with Jen, though. I know. I love that he was honest with Jen. And I know that Jen's got her own issues, so that's why she kind of freaked out on him. This girl was literally throwing herself at him. I just felt like he could have been more forceful in the declining of her advances. You know what I mean? He just let her, he kept letting her get too close. Yeah, but he said, so Henry told her that he had a girlfriend. He didn't say who his girlfriend was, and neither did Jen. Shelly, the waitress, <laughs> felt like, oh, he well. And I understand that. But what I'm saying is even later, even after he said it, she's like flirty and real close to him. And he still should have just kept shooting her down. Like, I just. Yeah, but we don't really see their interaction, though. You know what I mean? Steven. I don't think he did anything wrong. He went right to Jen and was like, she offered me sex. You know? I don't know. I'm just, I don't. It's just how I'm feeling about it. Okay. Nobody said that it was right or wrong. It's just, (laughs) I didn't have a good vibe. Regardless of the fact that he was being honest and ran to her and was freaking out and shaking and, you know, whatever. That last scene where you actually see her flirting with him is really what bothers me. It wasn't really so much that she was hitting on him and he was being honest with Jen about it. It was that situation when Jen turned around and she sees her like she's just really close to him and he's not backing off. That's what bothered me. It was in the body language. Right, Jen literally had to forcefully walk over there and step between them, and they were so close. I just, that's where I had the issue. He wasn't consistent enough for me. All right. (laughs) Sorry. 
the hell to die on. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. So Jen says to him that she wonders how many guys would spend their spring break at a fish eatery just to be in close proximity to their girlfriend. And she calls him a saint. And he says, there's a fine line between saint and moron. And she's like, Henry, he's such a moron. (laughs) Because he kind of is. He's kind of like a dummy. So then we see this new waitress come in and she walks by Henry and she turns her head to look at him and she goes up to Jen and she says, who's the new (laughs) B-boy? I was like, do do people in restaurants call busboys (laughs) B-boys? I don't know. I've never worked in a restaurant. Me either. Anybody who's ever worked in a dining establishment (laughs) refer to busboys as B-boys? Is this like a thing? I'm curious as well. Inquiring minds need to know. So weird. She was like, I'm going to start this new slang. Jen, who's the new B boy? He's so cute. And Jen's like, Oh, that's Henry. He's a funny little creature. And she says, Make that a yummy little creature. And she just looks at him like she doesn't say anything. She makes no comment that it's her boyfriend and none of this stuff would have even happened. So weird. I, I would have been like, hey, Shelly, it's my boyfriend. It's bizarre. But I feel like a lot of it is still Jen just like, I, I still don't think that she's fully accepted the fact that she's dating somebody younger. Well, I also think that she's like trying to accept the fact that she really, really likes him because he's not this like scummy guy who's trying to like chuck her, you know, fuck her and chuck her kind of thing. Right. Like she's not, she's not with him because... He just wants to have sex with her all the time. Like he's genuinely in love with her. And he's been honest about that from the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, she doesn't say anything. <laughs> She's just so weird. Shelly calls him a ragamuffin with a dream. It makes her want to take him home and give him a bath and then maybe hop into the bath with him <laughs> or whatever. Hop into the tub with him. Jen's whole face is like, what? <laughs> She's like, hey, Shelly, uh, table 19 needs their check. And Shelly's so like sweet. She's like, Oh, no, I already gave them their check. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm sure there's a table that needs a uh, a, a dessert menu. Please, like, get away from me. <laughs> Just go make yourself useful. Away from yeah. me. So Shelly leaves. Shelly, by the way, is played by the actress named Sarah Lancaster. She was on so many things. Uh, one being Saved by the Bell, the new class. But if you look her up, she's been in, like, everything. And like, you know who like... else was in Saved by the Bell, the new class? Nikki Green, a.k.a. Bianca Lawson. AKA, I can't remember her name. Get to the chopper. (laughs) I was thinking Buffy, but I can't remember the Slayer's name. Oh, Kendra. 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 Right. We don't call her by her her real actual name. We call her by her Buffy name. (laughs) Just the character names that we know. Kendra. So now we cut to the Tasty Pig Diner with the Aunt Gwen crew. They're all sitting there having lunch or whatever, and Andy's giving him. Uh, Andy wants to give Will a quick get to know you quiz. She's asking all these questions and he's answering. So uh, Will apparently loves Planet of the Apes, but he's more of a book guy. He says Catcher in the Rye is his favorite book. He says Salinger is a god and he doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. He says, I don't know, just happy, I guess. And Dawson says, well, you'll get along great with with Aunt Gwen. She's a Salinger freak. And Andy's like, what's Aunt Gwen like? And Joey says, Oh, she's an artist. She's incredibly talented. She reads great books. She does yoga. 
<laughs> and she lives on her own terms. Because you know how people who do yoga are so fascinating. <laughs> Be nice, Stephen. That's an inside joke between me and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Pacey and he's just like staring at Joey. Because Joey just literally said, Aunt Gwen lives on her own terms. They mentioned that Gwen was married once and she had this picture-perfect suburban life. Then she met this guy named Richard, this crazy bearded painter who was 20 years older than her, and she ended up leaving her husband, and she never looked back. But apparently Richard died about a year ago due to a heart attack. And Andy's like, oh, that's so sad. And then Will says, isn't it better for her to have a short time with somebody she really loved than a lifetime with somebody who's basically a roommate? (laughs) I was like, yeah. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Wait, he says, isn't it better for her to have a short time with somebody she really loved than a lifetime with somebody who's basically a roommate? Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, mm-hmm. like, wouldn't you want to be with somebody who you were, you were having like the best time ever and you like, you were like gaga in love with this person. And then meanwhile, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Right. Isn't that a thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> Pacey and Joey are just like cutting looks at each other back and forth, back and forth. It's like so obvious at the table. If I was sitting at that table with them, I would have been like, what the fuck's going on with you guys? Do you two need a room? (laughs) Yeah. Like, why do you keep looking at each other? It's so obvious. Right. They're so like oblivious. So now we cut to Mitch and Gal at the restaurant and we see this woman walk in and it's their old friend named Megan, who we've never heard about. Never. Never. She just shows up out of the blue at this restaurant that she just like became aware of. Oh, Mitch and Gail have this restaurant. Let me just show up. Um, Megan has probably like the craziest 90s hair I've ever seen. She showed up for a reason, though. Well, she showed up. She showed up for a reason. Yeah. But it was just like, you don't call first. You just show up like they were just so shocked to see her. Uh, Yeah, I guess some kind of friendship they had, I guess, you know. I know. So Megan's husband, Tom, passed away. And Tom was the best man in Mitch and Gal's wedding. So I guess they lost touch over the years. And Megan gives Gal and Mitch the best man speech. And she's like, you should read it or whatever, because... What is she going to do with it? (laughs) 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 Sorry. Pretty but much. I mean, what is she going to do with it? <laughs> so she asks how they're doing and, and it looks like Mitch is going to tell them that they're getting it or they got a divorce and or did Gail they get a divorce? They're, they're divorced, they're, right? I think so. They're, they are because they end up getting remarried. So they're divorced now. I think it's okay. official. Um, but yeah, Gail stops him and she's like, you know, things are great. Things are great. We got a 16 year old named Dawson and he's, you know, did they never talk after they got married? Is that what happened? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh, fucking weird. <laughs> She's like, I know. She doesn't say that. She's like, you have a 16-year-old son. <laughs> Where was I? I know. You were, you were busy with Tom while we were busy doing having our life. <laughs> getting, bu- get, getting busy. While we were busy. Bu- <laughs> getting busy on the... Uh... <laughs> It's the furniture that I can't think of the name of right oh, the now. Wicker furniture. Oh, wicker furniture. Yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> you were busy banging all over our wicker furniture while our son and all of his friends walked in on us. <laughs> and his friends were totally. like hiding around corners watching me talk to my lover that I was cheating on my husband with. <laughs> so so Megan's like, you know, I'm really impressed 
that you followed your dreams and opened up this restaurant. She says it's so inspiring because so many dreams just never come true. And Mitch is like pissed or annoyed because he's like, are we really doing this? Yeah. (laughs) Mitch really is like Dawson really is Mitch's son. They're very, very similar, like how they handle things. Yeah. It's so funny. She's so dramatic. So they're dra- dramatic. They're very dramatic people. Why are men so dramatic? <laughs> I don't think I'm dramatic at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I'm a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, no. <laughs> Whatever, <Not even> Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I am who I am, okay? I can't help that. <laughs> Uh, if something affects me it affects me okay i can't help it i have to get it out (laughs) so so now we cut to the kids pulling up to aunt gwen's and we hear like loud rock music playing and gwen doesn't hear them coming in she's busy painting something like being the painter that she is but she clearly set this whole scene up like yeah. she must have got a call saying like we'll be five she minutes they were coming yeah she had to she, know they were coming she blasted the music and she was like let me pretend to dance to this song and pretend to paint this i'm gonna be the coolest paint. aunt ever you know what i don't think there's anything special about her to be honest with you she had a cool house but other oh wait yeah. She had a cool house with one guest bedroom where everybody slept on the floor, which made no sense to me. Which, by the way, the sleeping arrangements made absolutely no sense because <laughs> this is Dawson's direct blood relative. Why is he sleeping on the floor? You would have thought he would have taken the bed. Yeah, he none did... of it made sense. No, they left Pacey and Joey the bed. I don't understand this. Dawson should have gotten the bed or given it to the girls or something. Like That would have made the most yeah. sense. Yeah. Andy, don't fall asleep there. Fall asleep on the bed. You and Joey take the bed. The rest of us will sleep on the floor. That makes sense to me. Yeah. No, no, no. This doesn't happen. The entire time Joey was in the bathroom, everybody fell asleep on the floor, except for Pacey, <laughs> who's like, what just happened? Not even an air mattress. No, <laughs> I hard like, honestly, floor. this is all Dawson's fault. <laughs> I know. Dawson's fault. Like, they couldn't sleep in the living room in front of the fire. Right. I mean, there's couches. I just... They're all in one room. Like, if there was the sleeping arrangement on Gwen's, I'm not going. Did you notice everybody was already in the kitchen except they got up and they left them in the bed sleeping. Yeah, nobody woke them up. to sleep while they went downstairs. (sighs) Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Just so convenient, Jamie. So convenient. (laughs) so utterly convenient so convenient it just doesn't work for me so they come in and she hugs dawson and she sees joey and she goes how gorgeous did you turn out and i was like i thought they go to see her every spring break she should be aware of how she looks has it been a few years since they've gone i don't know yeah that's weird that was a weird comment because they did say they go like it's a tradition that they always go yeah she said it's a ritual so like are they not going was the last time they went when she painted that dumb picture of them together as children maybe maybe it used to be their ritual but it's not anymore and they wanted to bring back old times i don't know i don't understand i, I don't know either they made we're it finding seem like, the plot holes again i know they made it seem like this is something they do every year i know i don't know so pacey goes to introduce himself and or no she says you must be pacey 
And she says, I met you at my sister's 4th of July picnic. You were chasing this one around mercilessly. 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 mercy. (laughs) And she said, and when I went to intervene, you said, hey, lady, step on my buzz, why don't you? And then she did that (laughs) finger thing where she like hits his nose. Um, She meets Andy and then she goes up to Will and she says, you must be Jack. And then they're like, no, Jack's home because he's not getting paid this episode. This is the new guy, Will. (laughs) Because he's not getting paid this episode. (laughs) So we invited Will. He's getting a spinoff. So make sure you watch the show. (laughs) Oh, this is wait. This is what we were just talking about. I wrote the next scene is so weird. It's nighttime. They're all sleeping except Pacey and Joey. They run into each other in the house. And she asks him if all the conversations they're going to have are going to consist of monosyllabic grunts. He's like, this is not the time or the place to discuss the events of weeks past. And she's like, I thought we agreed that it was no big deal. And he says, it isn't. She says, fine. Then there should be no weirdness between us. So then they go into the guest room where there's only one bed and everyone else is asleep on the floor. Here's so, the other thing about it, too. Everybody's clothed. Nobody's <laughs> actually sleeping in a sleeping bag on blankets. They literally just like, I feel like they were drunk and just passed out. That's what it looks like. And they weren't drinking, mind you, although they were doing karaoke. So, Mm-mm. I mean, maybe maybe the aunt's a cool aunt. She was passing them some sloggers. I don't know. But maybe they literally passed out on the floor like a bunch of drunks. They're wearing the same clothes. They didn't change into like comfy clothes. The only ones that changed were Pacey and Joey. Pacey and Joey. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of them were just like, everybody pretend you're asleep and pass out on the ground. So <laughs> this is what was happening in my mind i'm like this makes no sense and dawson's like i'm not sleeping in bed with you pacey yeah it's like i'm not sleeping in bed with you pacey and no offense joey i don't know you like that and you can't even wake andy up well she was fake snoring too but he could have picked andy up and put her in the bed to be with joey you know but i'm telling you they set this up this was on purpose well then Dawson should be mad when he finds out that's what i'm saying (laughs) All of these opportunities, and Dawson either is super, super trusting or super, super stupid. No, the writing was stupid in this scene. That's what happens. <laughs> they just fucked it up. How so, can we make this work? We'll just pretend everybody's already asleep. It would have been more believable if they already had their sleeping bags unrolled and were in it and not just passed out, sprawled out on the ground, completely clothed, not even their blankets unfolded. Like it was like, hurry up, everybody lay down. They're coming back. <laughs> Quickly, quickly now. Get in your sleeping bag. Get in your sleeping bags. Nobody wants to sleep in the bed. I know. Nobody <laughs> likes the bed, apparently. I'd rather sleep on the ground. What? It just I don't I don't know. This makes no sense. I know. It was such a dumb, a dumb scene. It was just wow. Well, she's <laughs> like she's like making a big deal about it too. And they're all sleeping and she's being so loud about it. And he's like, get over yourself. Well, do something. (laughs) Do something, Pacey. And they're like. I know. It was really funny when he was like, don't flatter yourself. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, oh, no. She gets in the bed and she's like, get your butt away from me, Pacey. My butt wants nothing to do with your butt. (laughs) So stupid. These two are like children. I love their banter so much, though. I like I love them. So it's the next morning, and like we said, they're still sleeping. But we don't know that everybody's missing yet. Because we hear Gwen tell them to get up or whatever. Yeah. 
we see that Joey's sort of like waking up and Pacey's awake. It looks like he's going to like kiss her on the Kick arm. Her or curl yeah. up against her or something. I don't know what he was going to do if he was going to like sniff her or not. But that's what I, that's the impression I got. Like he was just kind of like, I don't know. But then it was yeah. cute. But yeah, it was like, it would have been the perfect opportunity for them to like kiss. Oh, yeah, probably. Since nobody else was in the bedroom with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he was awake for a while though because he was laying there with his eyes open just waiting for her to kind of stir and he just kept looking at her and looking at her he was waiting for his morning boner to go down <laughs> probably <laughs> he was embarrassed his morning wood needed to uh calm down <laughs> um so yeah they go down because gwen wakes them up and she's made this like feast of a breakfast and no, for real it looked really good and she tells him that she wants to go shopping, but she wants to bring Dawson and Joey with her. And the rest of them can go do whatever the fuck they want. She's like, I just want to spend time with my nephew and Joey, who I've known since she was a child. So she mentions that there's a pool hall. And Will's like, oh, yeah, let's go play pool. I love pool. And Pacey's like, I'm always down for a billiards game. I was like, who says that? Nobody says that. We'll just like when he it. says the... <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> he's a teenager like nobody says that especially when he goes the sister's potter broad the sister's potter brood and the ryan brood and like when he does <laughs> stuff like that it's so weird um so andy's like what is it with guys in pool is it a phallic thing it's like a phallic thing right and will's like well i'll teach you how to play and she's like you're gonna teach me how to hit a ball with a stick so what you're like tom cruise in color of money and she just rolls her eyes. Like, she's such a bitch, but it's so funny. She, like, goes to take a sip of her drink, and she's like... <laughs> I know. Andy's, like, getting on my good side again. This <laughs> <laughs> is the Andy we know and love. I know. Sassy. <laughs> she's so funny. So, we cut to the restaurant with Mitch and Gal, and... They're in the kitchen and he's like touching all this bread and whatever. And <laughs> he's touching all this bread. <laughs> yeah, like all this bread out of nowhere. And she asks him if he wants to talk. And he says, a friend of theirs died. It really sucks. But he doesn't know what else there is to talk about. She says, well, it should make you feel a certain way. And he says, I wish he called me more. I wish I wish I called him more. I wish a lot of things. And she goes to hand him the best man speech and tells him that he should really read it. She says, it was nice to go back and see us through his eyes for a moment. And he's like, I don't want to read it. Leave me alone, gal. And he like leaves because he's such a baby. I would have been like, oh, that's so sweet. And sentimental. I don't know what his big aversion is to it, but I guess he's really hurt that his friend died. Maybe he's upset that his friend died. Right. But he's also he doesn't want to go backwards and remember what those feelings were like with gal when everything was good and happy and all that stuff which you know they eventually get over it by the end of the episode but and i have to say i I am still enjoying that they're giving the parents a storyline on this show because they could have easily just dismissed them with other storylines but i love that they're still bringing them on and like talking about their relationship it's so interesting to me because i think it's great too because it's great for the adults who have to get stuck watching it with their child (laughs) when it was coming out you know (laughs) or as a 42 year old now who is watching this stuff and goes oh i totally relate to this (laughs) they're appeasing to not just the younger crowd you know what i mean it's it's smart 
Jamie, do you remember that time when I was a field reporter for ABC Action News and they fired me because they said I wasn't like connecting with the audience and then they hired my fucking intern? Do you remember that? What are you talking about right now? (laughs) I'm just saying how I relate to Gail. (laughs) Sure. Okay. Totally relatable. It it messed with me so much. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that. I'll never get over them. For doing that to me. <laughs> How dare they? So rude. So now we're with Jen. We're still at the restaurant. We see Jen and she sees Shelly flirting with Henry. And she goes out and approaches them. And she tells Shelly that she needs her to cover two sections today. And Shelly's like, oh, that's crazy talk. I can't do that. That's crazy. And she says, sorry, honey. I need you to be a team player here. <laughs> <laughs> Get your rubby hands off my man. So Shelly's like, all right, I guess. Like Shelly, look, Shelly's flirting with Henry and everything, but she really is the innocent one out of all of this because she doesn't know about Jen. (laughs) She's just like trying to get some dick. (laughs) I I know. Regardless of whether he's already turned her down, she does need to learn that no means no. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, She's like very persistent. She's like the man in this situation, I feel like. She's a hornball. She's like, I got a role reversal. She's like, when I need it, I need it. I need dick. Oh my god. Earlier in the episode, she's like, he's just my type. Tall, lanky, and right off the DiCaprio family tree. And I was like, oh yeah, he does look like Leonardo DiCaprio. He does look like it. Yeah, he does. He's got that DiCaprio vibe, I guess. <laughs> Wonder if he's related. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, Shelly leaves and she's like, Great, I'm gonna have a shitty night tonight, <laughs> but maybe my tips will be great. And Henry tells Jen that she seemed a little jealous. And she's like, Me? I'm not jealous at all. She goes, I'm so not in touch with that emotion that I wouldn't even know what it feels like. <laughs> jealous? Uh, that's a no. impossible she goes that's ridiculous and he says what it's so ridiculous that someone might find me to be a decent worthwhile human being i was like shut the fuck up henry that's not even what she meant he knows it too yeah now he's just being a child again like wow jen you made me upset and then he like runs away and she just rolls her eyes i would do yeah he literally like he says whatever and then he leaves i would have been like all right go Go cool off, Henry. Like, Go pound some rocks. So another girl thinks you're cute. Okay. What do you want me to do? He is for cookie. It's good enough for me. <laughs> I know. She's like, she's holding him like a baby. She's like, all right, Henry, you, are you ready for your afternoon nap? We're going to watch Sesame Street to make you fall asleep. <laughs> she like starts like feeding him with a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too much. <laughs> it's like when you would see stuff like that in TV shows where like uh like you would see the baby and they would move the, the cover off the baby's face, it would be like the adult head. <laughs> That's what it would be. It'd be like Henry's like adult face on a baby. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Basically, yes. Oh, he's such a he's such a baby. Um I don't so think now- that I would ever have the patience for Henry if I was Jen. I wouldn't either. I just I, think I don't he, care how sweet he is. He just would no. He would. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. It's like pick your battle, Henry. You know, like 
Stop being such a fucking ugh. I wouldn't I be able to deal with that either. I feel like I was always on the fence with Henry. Like, I really appreciated how persistent he was in his pursuit for Jen. But I feel like once he got Jen, that persistence changed into, like, insecurity. Well, I always thought, I always felt like he was insecure. Yeah. But, yeah, he's very, he is very insecure. And he's just so offended by everything. And he's not mature. He's still very immature, even though. So, I mean, I understand jen's like hesitation in announcing their relationship to the world yeah it makes sense she's like i'm dating this fucking child (laughs) (laughs) so now we cut to the pool hall and andy's like teasing will she's like oh i thought you were gonna teach me how to play pool well and he's like acting like he's terrible like he even hits the ball and it or pacey hits the ball at one point and it like falls off the pool table or something yeah it goes flying to the next pool table yeah. Which, by the way, was a calculated move. These yeah. two are pool sharks and they are hustlers and they know exactly what they're doing. And they used Andy to their fullest advantage to exactly. get it to happen. So, yeah, that's exactly what they did. And when they're leaving, Andy's all upset. She's like, I was a part of your fucking plan all along. You lied. I'm not OK with hustling people. <laughs> and Pacey's like, that's what Will does. He's a shark. He hustles people. Yeah, she was uh, totally against it until he gave her her cut. I know. (laughs) She's like, and what's this for? And he's like, you're cut. You helped us, dummy. (laughs) She was like, I don't think she really, she was going to get paid. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he should have given her something. She really did. Because even even in the pool hall, she said to the guys, like, "Um, you should just feel bad just even trying to take their money because they're so bad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah she really helps them out with that one they're like oh sweet taking money from a baby until it's not <laughs> until they win <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you like will so far i feel like i still don't know will yeah me either i don't know enough about him to like him i don't know what his angle is i feel like he's got too many secrets <laughs> yeah i guess we'll learn more in the the next couple of episodes but i vaguely remember him i do remember being in that other show though now we are with Dawson and Aunt Gwen and Aunt Gwen. and Joey. They're in this like store and he's looking through paintings and Gwen comes over and he says he's looking to put, he's trying to find something to put something up on his wall. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think this will go with your whole film geek aesthetic. And he's like, well, Gwen, I took all of my posters down because I was having a crisis of faith. And she makes a comment about one of the movies. What was it? I don't <laughs> remember. Oh, by the way, Aunt Gwen is played by Julie Bowen, who was in so many things, including Modern Family, for like 18 years. So if you recognize her, she's been in like everything. She looks very young in this. You can tell she's gotten work done <laughs> to her face. It's very obvious. You're so nice. I mean, she does. So he says that he's tired of having this larger than life dream to compensate for this smaller than life life. And she's like, I'm detecting a significant lack of smooching and handholding, general all around cuddliness between the two of you. And they both catch her up on their relationship. He's like, I dropped her because I didn't want to be hurt. And she's like, and dropped her. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I started seeing somebody else. By the end of their catch up, she says, and then he got Pacey to look after me. And Gwen's yeah. like, well, what does Pacey have to do with it? Eggs. <laughs> and it, it was such a real moment, though, because I was like, she put that in unknowing because she was like, 
Because like now all these things are happening. And then yeah. she thought about it later and she was like, oh, nothing. You know, it's just that's that's us. You know, that's what's happening. But it's it like if somebody said that to me, I would have been like, well, why? Why did you say that? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why did you bring Pacey up? What's that have to do with anything? Because I feel she, like Joey, she's constantly trying to find ways even subconsciously to tell him, but it just never works. Like she wanted to tell him later in the episode, but auntie walks in and she's like okay i guess now's not the right time i'll tell you later like it never actually happens because either dawson is an idiot and like even before when pacey wouldn't to tell dawson in the last episode and he's like i need to talk to you and dawson doesn't stop and be like okay didn't you have something you wanted to tell me like that would bother me he just is like well that's not important here's my world you know well that's what they do on tv shows they're like, we got to keep it for like the next episode and then the yeah. next episode and then the next episode. <laughs> so Gwen asks them why they're not together now, but they don't really answer. We're back at Gwen's. She has a barn apparently and like a horse and they're like washing the horse, except the camera pans up and we see that Dawson and Joey are sitting in front of like the big window in front of the barn. It's like an iconic picture of the two of them. That's like they always yeah. show that picture of the two of them. And he asks her if he seems different to her and he says he spent all this energy reinventing himself and he doesn't see where it's gotten him and she tells him that he is different because once upon a time he had to be the center of attention (laughs) i'd be like really (laughs) that's only once upon a time i know i'd be like uh let's pretend i didn't ask you joey (laughs) but she continues on and she says everything was all about your dreams but I've noticed now that you faded to the background and let others shine. And I was like, yeah, because the writers didn't know what to fucking do with him this whole season. Because uh, after the Eve thing died, they were like, all right, let's focus on Joey and Pacey now. Yeah. (laughs) Let's make it about them. (laughs) He tells her that this trip is reminding him of what they're good at, that they make sense of each other's lives. Mm. And she tells them that things are changing, Dawson. People evolve and some things drop away. And... Wait, she says that in another, in like a season one episode. She's like, people evolve, Dawson. Oh, I can't think of it. But she said, she said that before. He says, growing up does not have to equal growing apart. And she says, somehow it does. And he says, sometimes you got to find some faith. Faith that whatever set us off in different directions will find a way to. And Joey cuts him off and says, bring us back together. She says, you're still an eternal optimist. And Pacey calls up to them and asks if they want to give them a hand washing the um the horse. So then the camera pans down. They don't even answer him. He's just standing there with like yeah. a sponge, like a soapy sponge. Okay. <laughs> and the I camera supposed to just like because they asked that question. I thought it was really good timing in um like a director's point of view because you have this question pop up like oh why aren't we together? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know why we're not together anymore. And then, you know, they're contemplating this. And just then the reason why they're definitely oh, not yeah. going to get together now is because of Pacey and enter Pacey. It's like, well, here's the reason why. Yeah, that actually is. Yeah. Smart. Mm-hmm. So the camera pans down and we see like Joey's shoe and underneath carved into the barn, it says Dawson and Joey, best friends forever. Yes. Biffs. They're biffs. <laughs> biffs. Biffs. So now Joey's talking to Gwen about one of her paintings being her favorite. 
And Gwen says that she went to an art class before she was married and she drew the painting, which turned out to be her current home. She's like, the art instructor said to close my eyes and to paint what my future is or something. Because she does it later with Dawson. Like, what do you see for your future? And she painted this house and it turned out to be like her current home, which is pretty unbelievable, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Joey's like, I can't believe you painted this before actually living here. And Joey asks Gwen if she has any regrets about the way she and Richard got together. And she says she got married way too young and sold out in a big way. And she stayed in a relationship that was safe and comfortable. Then she met this man who made her feel so alive. So alive. Those kinds of feelings just won't be ignored. So alive. That's the (laughs) way she feels with Pacey. I felt it, Pacey. Oh, wait till we get there. Because I did (laughs) laugh at that part. I really did. I'm like, what did you feel? I know. (laughs) Tell the class. Tell the class. (laughs) I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. But Gwen says that she owed it to herself to explore those feelings. So then she shows Joey a painting of her and Dawson when they were little. And she says, this one is my favorite. Definitely. So then Pacey comes over and he sees Joey looking at the painting. And Joey just like kind of walks away. So then we cut to Henry. He goes up to Jen, who's being the hostess at this restaurant, which is a busy restaurant, by the way. Like, they're very, you know, popular. Yeah. Not bad for just opening, just saying. <laughs> I know. It's not business. Like, thank God she called Mitch. Dawson called Mitch. Right? <laughs> she would have She would have still never had a fucking chef. <laughs> so... Henry goes up to Jen and tells her that Shelly offered to have sex with him. He's like, Shelly offered to have sex with me like anytime, anytime that I wanted to. And she's like, well, what did you say? (laughs) He's like, I told her I had a girlfriend. And she's like, Henry, your hands are shaking. She's like, are you attracted to her? I mean, of course he is. He's a guy, first of all. Yeah. Like, what's he going to say? No, she's ugly. Yeah. (laughs) He's not going to say that. (laughs) That's not true. She's very pretty girl. He's just, you know. He's just like, so like, uh, I don't have a lot of experience with this. Uh, I've never had some uh, woman just coming up to me and offering sex to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> he's going to get a complex. I know. Well, Jen's going to give him the complex. She's like, <laughs> so Jen tells him to go to her. She says, go off and make a million babies with her. She doesn't care anymore. Just don't you dare call me jealous. <laughs> Jen's like uh, so like adamant about this whole thing. Yeah, she's she's, she's gonna have a breaking point. <laughs> Girl's crazy, man. <laughs> but we love her anyways. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Williams looked really cute in this whole episode. Agreed. So now we cut to Andy. She goes out and she's talking to Will out on the porch. And she calls him a massive contradiction. And she says, so what makes you so unhappy? And he's like, what? (laughs) She's like, when we were playing the game, you said you just wanted to be happy. And he's like, oh, God, you took that literal. I was just trying to be like funny. (laughs) He's like, well, actually, I hate my dad. He's a jerk off and he's mean to my mom. He's a total townie. And I came to Cape Side basically to get away from him. So um, I ran away from home. That's why I'm with Pacey now. (laughs) and they're making googly eyes at each other so we're like "Uh uh-oh yeah right so now we cut back to mitch and gail 
they're having another weird fight because <laughs> like, all they did this episode was have a weird fight weird he, ones not even normal ones just weird and it's him it's all him it's always him though did you not notice that <laughs> she's being so straightforward and he talks in riddles to her it's so annoying he's always the one with the issues yeah he doesn't want to open up to her because he doesn't trust her like he used to and she says well if nothing else mitch i'm still your friend mitch and he says, if we were such friends, Gail, wouldn't we be married right now? Back to Not all friends get married, just saying. <laughs> Steven, are you going to marry me? <laughs> I mean, we could make a pact. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not, if we're both not married by the age of 43, we should get married <laughs> to each other. I only have one year. <laughs> <laughs> You have uh, you have big pen. I can't wait that long. <laughs> I'll be too old to have babies. We can adopt. True, we could adopt. We'd have to. Ah, uh, forty three is not that old to have a baby. For you, maybe. Well, I'm not the one carrying it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be too old. So now we're back at Gwen's. They're all doing their karaoke. They're singing. They're all singing karaoke. And I thought Meredith Monroe was really funny. She was singing, things are going to get easier. Ooh, child, things are going to mm-hmm. get But she was cracking me up the way she was singing. And you could tell that she was having fun. Yeah, it looked like they were having fun. Yeah. What was Pacey singing? Wasn't he singing Wild Thing? I don't know. I actually somehow missed that part. I think it was writing in my notes. Yeah, I don't remember what he was singing. So know. then... Gwen calls up Dawson and Joey to sing their usual number, which is Daydream Believer. So they're like up there singing. Joey makes weird faces when she sings. Yeah. He's like, rise when I rise. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell if she was lip singing or really singing. But it's not the first time that we hear her. We hear her sing again later and she takes it a little bit more seriously. Well, we heard her sing in season one, remember? Yeah. And then we hear her sing again in a bar. And we heard we heard Andy and Dawson sing on his birthday last season, remember? He we just got a whole group of singers in this. Yeah, and Pacey wasn't bad. Mm-mm. So Pacey's like watching them and then he gets up and leaves. And Joey's just like kind of like, that was abrupt. Yeah, she's like, uh-oh, he's upset about something now. He was so obvious though. Like, Very obvious. Like, just let them sing. Like, everybody watched you sing. <laughs> like, it's kind of rude. I feel like he was just getting frustrated well yeah because he gets into it with her when they're outside so this is when jen sees shelly flirting with henry again and she loses her shit so she goes up to the two of them and she gets in between them and she tells shelly to get her boobs away from henry (laughs) shelly's like what is your problem and jen's like henry is my boyfriend and shelly's like then why didn't you tell me (laughs) And Jen's like thinking I mean, for a yeah. second. She's like, because I have issues, okay? And Shelly goes, clearly. Clearly you have issues. Jen says, the point is, is that he's mine. The boy is mine. <laughs> <laughs> you need to give it up. Had about enough. <laughs> it's not hard to see. The, the boy, boy is, is mine. mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that that you seem to be confused. 
<laughs> he belongs to me. The boy is mine. <laughs> so she's like, I've looked all over the place for one like him, and I'm not giving him up without a fight. She says, so you're a slutty wench, and I'm going to threaten to fight you, basically. <laughs> she calls her a slutty wench, and slutty she threatens wench. to fight her. <laughs> and we see Henry behind her, sort of like smiling. He was super happy about that response from Jen. He's like, yes. <laughs> and then the restaurant is getting a show because we <laughs> cut to everybody in the restaurant, except Mitch and Gail, <laughs> who <laughs> don't see any of this. Because they're in the back arguing over bread or something. And, <laughs> and they're like watching everything go down. And Shelly's just like, that was awkward. And then Jen just walks away and she's crying. Everybody, everybody, all the patrons are like, oh, look, dinner and a show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Is this part of the like the, that thing where the uh, waiters do acting in the uh, restaurant? This is my new favorite restaurant. <laughs> what is that called? Eat? Dinner theater? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I have no idea. But yeah, I went to one of those before. It was terrible. <laughs> I've never been to one. I think I would totally go. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I remember the food was terrible. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah, I don't remember what it was for, though. I don't know. Um, But before Jen storms off, she says to Henry, happy now? I'm jealous. <laughs> and, and Henry's like, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> You're the one who can't accept the fact that you're dating a 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's older than 14. Yeah. He just acts like a 12-year-old. Now we cut to Joey. She's going outside to talk to Pacey. He's not okay. He no. tells her that the history between her and Dawson is killing him. He says, how can I compete when you have your own karaoke routine? <laughs> and he's not wrong. No. And she says, you're not supposed to compete. We're supposed to have our own hit. And then she stops herself. I literally said, what? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It got me excited because I was, I said earlier too, like she really was admitting to him in this moment because now he's like excited about this. Yeah. But before that, she goes, I didn't mean that. And he says, then what did you mean, Joey? Like, you don't just say that. And she says she doesn't know anymore. He says, this little arrangement that we have sucks. And she's like, why did you come this weekend, Pacey? Why did you come this weekend? And he says, I came here to be with you. Doesn't he say, like, for somebody who's really smart, you're so dense? He says, something. Yeah, not dense. He Something like that, though. Daft? He doesn't say, I think it was daft. It wasn't dense, but it was like dense. He says, when you like someone, proximity is a good thing, regardless of how they feel about you or don't, as the case may be. And she's like, Pacey, I felt it. And he's like, what? What did you feel? <laughs> did, did, you, did you feel my morning boner when I was sleeping sideways? <laughs> and she's like, this morning when your arm brushed up against me in bed, I felt it. And he says, and how did that make you feel? And she goes, it made me feel alive. alive. And I said, oh my God, you're 16. <laughs> like, like you're 16. <laughs> so weird i did roll my eyes at that part i thought it was so silly like she's just like woman who like has never had any sort of life experience or like she's like so broken and down and out and she felt it his touch made her feel alive i was like you're just copying what Aunt gwen said to you joey jesus so he says joey i'm going to kiss you now and she says you can't and he says joe you can't say something like that and expect me not to kiss you so that's exactly what I'm going to do. 
And he says, and if you don't want me to kiss you, then I guess you're just going to have to stop me. And he's like counting down to 10 and then they kiss. So they're kissing. They're like enjoying it. And then we hear somebody cough and it's Aunt Gwen. She caught them. So Pacey's like, uh, I guess I'll go in and sing some more karaoke because that's what I'd much rather be doing right now is singing karaoke. <laughs> and Gwen's like, all right, bye. So then she goes up to Joey and she says, well, at least I understand why you and Dawson aren't together. And you think she's going to be like kind of rude or right. defend Dawson more. But she says, so Joey like tries to explain and Gwen says, none of this is my business. None of it. I'm like the last person to judge, but you should really tell Dawson. And Joey says, this was a mistake. And Gwen says, something tells me that when you kiss a boy, it's not a mistake. <laughs> nope. But she does tell her that she can't be reckless with someone else's feelings. Because what if Dawson had seen you? He would never be able to get that image out of his head. I guess. Well, I thought it was cool that she was like giving her advice. Right. And it wasn't just like one sided because she's Dawson's aunt, you know? I just think Dawson's a big baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we knew that. (laughs) So now Joey's kind of worried. And I just wrote like she really is playing this out like she's going through some really heavy turmoil. I mean, yeah, for sure, though. She's loud, too. So now we cut to Andy and Pacey. She comes in and she says to him, going on pacey you look really storm cloudy i like the way that they they say certain things it's kind of like reminds me of willow Mm -hmm. and just the way that they they speak it's it's cute it's cute speak i love the cutesy it's cutesy (laughs) cutesy (laughs) he says i think it might be a good time to start up that debilitating drug habit i've always wanted and she's like pacey and he's like you know will's a really good guy and pacey's like yeah, he is. Like, he, he's gone through a lot with his father. She's like, yeah, he told me. He goes, wait, do you like him? <laughs> and she's like, I don't like, know. He's like, wait, he told you that? Wait, do you like him? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, like, we need to move on eventually from each other. And, you know, I just want you to be happy. And I need to get some dick. <laughs> and Will's cute. So... <laughs> She's like, the last guy I went on a date with, uh, I lied about him trying to rape me. So I got to figure this out in my head. <laughs> uh, that's their conversation. Now we cut to Henry. He goes and he finds Jen hiding in the back of the restaurant. She's crying. And she's like, I hate crying. It's such a girl thing to do. And he says, but you're such a girl. And she's like, you were right. I was jealous. And it really freaked me out. And he's like, well, jealousy is a natural emotion, Jen. And she says that she's built up a system of booby traps so that nobody could get that close to her. But then he did. And now what if she loses him? He says he's not going anywhere. And if he dies tomorrow, he'll die knowing that one of his biggest dreams came true. She's like, oh, what's that? He's like, that I got to see you in lingerie. (laughs) And then they kiss each other on the floor of a restaurant underneath a whole thing of water bottles. (laughs) It's so romantic. (laughs) So now we're with Mitch and Gal. I I hope this is their last argument. He tells her to come over. He wants to talk to her. He brings her over to the bar. He's like, I read the toast and it gave me the urge to want to see my friend again. So then he's got like their wedding video queued up on the VCR (laughs) and he's got a mullet and everything. He tells her that he had to let her go when she went to Philly because to remember what they were is too painful for him. 
And she says, after seeing their friend lose her husband, their problems seemed, and Mitch says, trivial. And Gal says, or even past. So then they start dancing along to their like wedding video. Oh, it's playing Daydream Believer, I believe. Like they're listening to Daydream Believer. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So they're like dancing along to the wedding. What's the word? Like they're doing it at the same time. <laughs> like they keep cutting to the wedding video and then they keep cutting to them. So they're, like dancing in like uh tandem. Yeah, I guess that's it. Tandem. <laughs> I don't know. Tandem I don't know. is the word, fastest word I could think of. We cut to Dawson and he's looking at old pictures of him and Joey. And Joey comes in because she wants to talk to him. And he's like, look at what a dork I was. She says, you weren't a dork. And she goes, maybe a little. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. And she goes to like talk to him about everything. And then Gwen comes in to give Dawson one of her paintings. And she's like, I'm clearly interrupting something. And Joey's like, no, no, no. It's fine, Gwen. You can come in. Talk to him because I really don't have the balls to do this right now. <laughs> we have a ride home. <laughs> I don't want to be in the same car with him right now. <laughs> I don't want to be in the same car with him while I after I tell him this. Right. So Aunt Gwen gives Dawson the painting of him and Joey from when they were kids. And she says, hopefully it'll bring you back to those things that made you this little daydream believer. <laughs> it's like, wow. She says, you're very talented, Dawson. And your dreams are an asset, not a weakness. And he's like, well, it's just really hard finding the inspiration anymore. It's easy for you. The inspiration is all around you. And she says, Dawson, this is not my talent. She says, when my time is up, all I want to know is that I did one thing really well, and that's love somebody. And she says, the rest of this is just an expression of that one thing. She asks him, what is his one thing? And he's like, I don't know. So she tells him to close his eyes and she says, paint your future. And then he started painting a picture of Joey. <laughs> but it was like a stick figure. <laughs> paint your future. So what do you what do you paint your future as when you close your eyes? Um, I see like a big house, like a Victorian house. And I have my own washer and dryer set up. <laughs> and we have like a big porch and a lot of land and like kids are over and like i have parties there all the time you know it's so funny that question it's just what you want to happen in your future but then you have to decide do you want it to be a realistic what you're gonna have or do you want to reach for your dreams that is never really probably going to happen no you can do both Mm. when we were driving home from the shore justin was like i don't know if i told you this but he was like you know what would be so nice steven if we moved here like near the place we stay out down the shore and like you could just continue working from home and i could get like a little shop and sell like my tarot stuff and jamie for a minute it really didn't sound that bad i was like actually that doesn't sound bad i was like it actually sounds like a pretty nice life you know you could have you have your own hours i have off on the weekends we might have like decent income and do whatever we want as a 40 year old gay man without children i don't know it It surprised me personally that I didn't just shut it down right away. So I don't know. It's like something to think about. What do you see as yours? See, there's a possibility of reality and there's a fantasy world. (laughs) All right. Do you want to just move on? (laughs) My future is looking bleak. (laughs) Not on, Jamie. Your future is so bright. You got to wear shades. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we cut to Joey sitting with Pacey by the fire. He's like, what's going on here, Joey? And she says, I don't know. She's been trying to get him out of her head. And she's hoping that this is just not some hormonal glitch, but it's not working. And he asks her if she really wants this to work. And she says, I tried to tell him, but I couldn't find the right words. And he says, well, what would you have said? She's like, I don't know. Like, she really doesn't know. Like, how did she tell him? I wouldn't know either. Besides just being really blunt about it. Like, hey, listen, so I have a thing for Pacey and I'm just letting you know. I would be like, good talk. (laughs) I don't know if I would be that blunt. I would just be like, listen, Dawson, I have to really talk to you about something. And you're probably not going to like it. But, you know, over this past year, me and Pacey have really, you know, gotten close. We've gotten very close. And I feel like there's something happening between us that I never thought would happen. But I don't want to hurt you. But I really need to, like, do this to see if it's like a real thing. And then if you got all aggressive and like nasty, I would be like, Dawson, you don't own me. I can do whatever I want. And if that hurts you and you don't want to be my friend anymore, then like, I can't stop you. But I have to do this for myself. And, and I'm not being selfish. I that's a lot, really that's a lot feel- of words. I'd just be like, listen, Dawson, I got to tell you something. Casey. <laughs> that's not what you would say, especially oh, if that God. was your friend. <laughs> I know. I don't that's know a lot what of I would say. I just... I- <laughs> I think what I, think I said I made more sense. Back, like, I'd be like, all right, I need to talk to you, right? You sit down and your palms get all sweaty and you're like wiping your hands on your jeans. You're like, okay, are you sitting? Okay, now I need you to not freak out. <laughs> well, you can't say that because that means they're going to freak out. And then you're just going to be like, listen, I like Pacey. And then hopefully we would start a conversation off of that. But just rip it off like a damn band-aid. Listen, I like Pacey. Okay, now let's talk about this. Yeah. And that and then be that. But I feel like I wouldn't have all of this like beating around the bush to get to the point. I feel like I would just rip it off like a band-aid and then be like, okay, now let's talk about it. But I mean, if I was ever in that situation, would that be really how I would act? I have no idea. Yeah, you don't know. That's like every situation with real life. Like I could give you my advice about mm-hmm. something, but that same exact thing could happen to me. And I don't even do what I told you to do. Oh, no, no, never. We never follow our own advice. No. Even though our own advice is usually balls to the wall. Perfect. Yeah. We don't follow it ourselves. Never. No. Why? Because is. we're human. <laughs> it's easier to tell somebody what to do when you haven't gone through it. And then when you go through that thing, it's a totally different story because you're like, no, so now I know what the fuck is going cowards. on. We are human pieces of shit. I don't think it makes you a coward. I just think uh, it makes no. you human. It just makes We're you cowards. like selfish. We don't want to be in pain. We don't want to be uncomfortable. Half the time we don't like that confrontation. We just want to pretend it doesn't exist. Oh, I'm we fine with confrontation. Coward. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> I I can be, but you gotta get me there. Like you, you gotta get me there to the point where I don't care enough to stand up and be like, listen, I'll handle it. <laughs> don't you worry. I'll handle it. I'll don't handle it. Worry. I'll handle it. <laughs> what are you gonna handle, Jamie? I'll have no fury. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> Hell hath no Jamie. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I think you have to be in the situation and then you go from there. But 
it's never going to be objectively i think until then right um she says she doesn't know what she would say to him and he says i don't believe you so she gets up and she tells him that she doesn't have any answers right now and he says the only reason you don't have any answers is because you're too scared to ask the right questions and he says they both know how he feels that much is obvious but the point is how you feel and he says so how do you feel joey and she says awful and he says so do i when I was kissing you tonight, I've never felt better and worse at the same time in my entire life. He says it's killing me that Dawson or Andy might find out about them, but it's killing him that he has these feelings inside for her and he can't get rid of them. And he says he can't keep on kissing her. He says, I can't be the one who's always initiating this or being the one who's always giving you the answers. And he says, if you felt even one tread of what I feel for you, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. And then he goes to leave and she takes his hand and they get close. And then she initiates it and kisses him. And then they kiss. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> I was like, oh, Pacey, I swoon. I melt. I'm a puddle on the floor. And all you um, hear in the background is daydream, believer, and all coming for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, also... All the things she said. All the things she said. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could so much love that song. Songs in my head. All the things she said. All the things she said. Running through my head. Running through my head. Running through. <laughs> hey, you looking at me? I can't sing it. I can't. I can't do it. I am going to check, you know, cross singer off my list of any future possible careers. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you singer. sound really good when you're singing. <laughs> In the car. Yes. With no, when I'm like editing the episodes and you're like going off in your song tangents that I cut half of out of the episodes. And I'm like, that wasn't a bad harmony. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my God. The one episode, Jamie, every single thing that I said, you found a song that had those lyrics in it or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> as I'm editing it, I go, what the fuck was her problem that night? Every single thing <laughs> that I said, you had to sing. I was like, this is so annoying. <laughs> but I was like cracking up at the same time. I was like, it's, she's so crazy. It's, it's not an abnormal thing for me. I've always been like this. Always. I always. Think I think it's like a little uh, ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what pops in my head. That's all. Like somebody will say like a, a you know, a sentence or a phrase that makes me yeah, think of a song. And then the song <laughs> just comes out. I can't. I've been witness to it (laughs) (laughs) it's just i've always been this way this is just how it is this is just me man accept it take it or leave it this is me take me me. who i am take (laughs) me for what i am that's a song (laughs) from rent (laughs) oh yeah it's been a while since i watched rent all right do you have any final thoughts on this episode jamie I'm just excited for the next couple of episodes and then just next season up until towards the end. Next episode is the longest day episode where they tell Dawson or he finds out. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I started watching it 
and it's going to be hard to take notes on it. I can already tell. <laughs> it's going to be hard to what? Take notes on it. I can already tell. Because uh -oh. it's like, it's from like different perspectives throughout the day. And I yeah. totally, like I remembered, I remembered it, but it's also very, it was very confusing. As I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's right. It'd be so annoying. We to... see it through one perspective and then we see the day through somebody else's perspective. And then eventually we all come to a head at the end. Um, right. So yeah, fair. It's true. So yeah, I did see, I did see it, but it'll be exciting to recap next week. Um, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it, it gave me a lot of uh, like, oh my God moments with Joey just acknowledging that she really how she really feels about Pacey yeah and like I said in the beginning of the episode it's just very believable to me and I I really do now as a 42 year old am understanding their relationship right now I don't know what's going to happen in the future because I don't really remember a lot of it but as of right now I'm like rooting for them because it's a genuine relationship yes. and their it's feelings are real yeah. yes I agree. So we'll see. All right. Well, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? Well, of course. So you can find me at jlynn underscore booklover. Beautiful. Thanks. And you can find us on Instagram at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. We also have a Facebook group, Creek Talk Podcast, which you can find on our link tree as well as so many other things, uh, including our email address, which is creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us any feedback or story, we would love to read it on the next episode. And please give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And with that, we hope everybody has a great weekend. We appreciate you listening. And we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye. I feel like we got through that pretty quickly. It was. It was so fast. I can't believe it. It's unusual. Talking about Dawson's Creek.